All right, let us come to the word of God for today, what the Lord has laid in, in my heart, and I believe that what he has spoken to me as much as it is mine, I pray that it will be for somebody else in our midst, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Father has spoken unto us from the very beginning of the year. We've had different messages that have come through unto us. But at the very outset, you remember he told us, this is the year of restoration. And I want you not to forget what the, the word that the Lord has given unto us. Scripture says that the voice of the Lord is over the waters. That is, the voice of the Lord is over the whole of human, humankind. And then he says that the God of glory thunders. That the Lord is over many waters. Then he goes on to declare that the voice of the Lord is powerful. That the voice of the Lord is full of majesty. He says that voice of the Lord breaks the cedars and the Lord splinters the cedars of Lebanon. Then he goes on and he says somewhere that the voice of the Lord divides the flames of fire. And he declares, yet more, that that particular voice, yet once again, it shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. In the wilderness of Kadesh is where there was the manifestation of unbelief amongst the children of Israel, and they desired to go back to Egypt. They disbelieved God. They stopped hearing what God was saying, and they started listening to a different voice. But the Bible says that the voice of the Lord is powerful. It shakes even the wilderness of Kadesh. In those moments of unbelief, that particular voice is able to shake that particular moment of unbelief or doubt or fear or whatever it is and restore you back onto the tracks of being able to believe God and to know that God will come through for you in the name of Jesus. But realize as powerful as that voice of the Lord is, you have to be in a place to be able to listen, to be able to hear it. It is so powerful that it thunders. But at many times, we do not hear it. Because we are not listening. The Lord has said in Joel 2, 22, and verse up to 35, 25. And that is what we shared on the other time. Do not be afraid. He speaks to the beasts. He says, you beasts of the field. For the open pastures are springing up, and the tree bears its fruit. The fig tree and the vine yield their strength. Be glad then, you children of Zion, now speaking to you, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former rain faithfully, and he will cause the rain to come down for you, the former rain and the latter rain, in the first month, the threshing floors shall be full of wheat, and the vaults shall overflow with new wine and oil. Verse 25 says, So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. 
I will restore unto you the years that the crawling locust has eaten. I will restore unto you the years that the consuming locust has eaten. And I will restore unto you the years that the chewing locust has eaten. Then God in his interest, he says, my great army, which I send among you. As we venture into the months ahead, or into this particular year, God is watching over his word to perform it. And he will. He is watching over his word to perform it for you, to perform it for me. And I can assure you that according to his promise, he will only believe, hold on to the promise that he has made. For I hear the sound of abundant rain coming toward us. And my cry unto the Lord is that may it water you and water your families as well in the name of Jesus Christ. Again, I can hear the approach of the river of God's pleasures, huddling and you know, rolling or pouring, releasing its torrents toward, toward us. And I cry unto God the Lord that may it pass through your homes and through your families and through your individual lives and circumstances that it will fill you and satisfy you in the name of Jesus Christ for the glory of God. And as we move on into what God has arrayed and planned for us, the voice of the Lord is coming continually to us as we have said that the voice of the Lord is powerful. And he is asking one question, and that is the one question that we will deal on today. And maybe some other time the Lord as he grants unto us because we can't finish it today. The voice of the Lord is coming asking this one question, and that is, who are you listening to? Who are you listening to? Now turn to your neighbor and ask him, the Lord asks, who are you listening to? Turn to somebody else. Ask her, who are you listening to? It is an interesting question, but when it, it popped unto me, it gave me a good time to be able to meditate and to think, hold on, why the question, who are you listening to? As I've said, remember the word of the Lord at the beginning of the year when he told us, he will, it is a year of restoration. And now his voice is coming through, he's asking, who are you listening to? Now let us go back to the beginning as we uh, lay this particular question bare. Adam heard from God. And also Adam heard from the devil. Now I want you to realize one interesting thing. When Adam heard from God, God's voice came through to him clearly. But when Adam heard from the devil, it's not the devil's voice that came through to Adam. He used somebody else's voice. But somehow Adam swallowed the bait. He listened to that voice. He thought it was Eve speaking to him. Yet he, he listened. And he obeyed. He stopped listening to the one voice. 
that made all the difference, meant all the difference for him. We say that I say again, as long as Adam listened to God and to the voice of God, he lived. And everything in creation lived because Adam was listening to the voice of God. But as soon as he listened to the devil's voice, to the voice of the devil, and remember, that voice did not come as the voice of the devil. It came as Eve's voice. And I hope you're hearing, you're listening, and I'm listening too. When he listened to the voice of the evil one, what happened? He died. And not only him, everything in creation received the sentence of death. And so we speak of the end of the world and end of the universe as we know it. And so the scripture is filled with prophecy. The one day all that we see is going to be destroyed and going to be put away. Why? That everything is decaying. Why? Because Adam stopped to listen to the right voice. And the father is asking it once again, who are you listening to? Remember, life for all of creation, it hung on who Adam was listening to. Think about that. Life in the whole of creation hung on what, on the person, on the voice that Adam was listening to. The well-being of everything depended on that man listening to that one voice. Always. And I will submit it to us. The well-being of everything linked to you is dependent on your answer to this question. Who are you listening to? I repeat once again. The well-being of everything as we enter into this year and we move into this year of restoration. The well-being of everything that is linked to you be it your wife, your husband, your children, your job, your businesses, no, whatever it is that it is that is linked to you. It is dependent on your answer to this question, who are you listening to? Can you turn to your neighbor and ask him again, who are you listening to? God's voice came to Joshua. In Joshua chapter 1 and verse 5 to 9, listen to what he says. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous. Because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Now listen. Keep this book of the law 
that is keep this book, this word, always on your lips. Listen to that. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? He repeats again. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. As he spoke to Joshua, so he is speaking unto you who are here and you who are online at this particular hour. Joshua's success, Joshua's victories, Joshua's prosperity, his health, even his leadership, everything depended on this one thing, continually hearing what the Lord said. He is told, keep what he had heard on his lips. That God may speak only once. And then he goes silent. But you know how you continue listening and hearing that particular voice? He now takes over your voice. He says, keep this word and this promise that I have given to you. Where? On your lips. Day and night, let it not depart from your lips. Instead of gossip and mama and slander or complain and whatever, he says, keep these words on always. The Bible says, always on your lips. Meditate. He tells him, meditate on it at all times. Not at night only when you go to bed. He says, night and day, day and night. Meditate on these particular words. And as you do that, be careful to act on it. This is the year of restoration. He spoke. In the times, in the twists, as we move through, may this word remain on your lips. Joel 2.25 Father, you promised to restore. And you will restore. And you are restoring what the locusts have eaten. Be it health, be it whatever arena it is that the enemy has been stealing or trying to eat. I want you to let those words remain on your lips. Declare them over and over and meditate on them. And as you meditate, the Lord is going to open your eyes to opportunities and to open to doors and to secrets that you know you have the impulse and the impression. Go do this. Go do that. Contact so and so. Open that particular door. Stop doing this particular thing. Stop contacting that person. Stop associating with that particular individual. Run away from that particular group. You will keep hearing the instructions coming as you meditate on what it is that he has said. Stop watching that particular program that you've been watching. Because the enemy is standing behind. 
pulling the strings and making sure that your mindset is polluted so that you forget the voice that has spoken unto you and what the Father has been trying to impress upon your spirit all along. Maybe telling you, stop listening to that man or that woman because the voice that is coming out of him is not my voice. It is the voice of the evil one. You know, avoid him or avoid her and you will receive life. In the name of the Lord Jesus for the glory of God. Joshua is told to keep what he had on his lips. To meditate on it all at all times. And be careful to act on it. The Lord has given unto us an instruction. And many times we don't take it to him. As the, as the, as the church of Christ worldwide we have turned it into a model. We say this is how the model, he was not telling us how to pray. He was giving us a model of how we should be praying. And so we, we come up with all sorts of you know, avenues from that particular one word that he told us. A few scriptures. It's interesting. He just put it, and when the prophet said, how should we pray? Then he told them, in this manner pray. Our Father who art in heaven. If you look at that prayer clearly, you'll be surprised. It encompasses Every single need that any man or woman will ever need or require. But you'll be surprised if we do our census right now. You'll be surprised maybe two or three people only pray that prayer once maybe in a week or maybe even in a month. It is even forgotten from the minds of people. Let this word be on your lips. All for the glory of God. If you don't know what to pray or what to do, Keep on repeating the prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, in my life, in my family, in our church, as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, O God. And do help us to forgive others, for we forgive others, O dear Lord. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever in the name of Jesus. If you don't know what to pray, you can pray that prayer a thousand times in the whole day. Let me tell you, your life and your family is going to change. For the word of God never returns void. Amen. Don't waste your time trying to coin up some, you know, some nice prayers. To, he's not impressed by our prayer points. Let me tell you something. He's impressed only by his word. Because only his word will not return to him void. Our prayer point can jump, jump up and down here. And we feel good about the prayer point. I prayed a good prayer point. I know that I was hard. Who told you you were hard? Maybe he hard. I'm not saying you are not hard. Don't get me wrong. But there's one thing that is certain he will hear. Our Father who art in heaven. It came from his own son. And he is the one who was speaking in the son. As you speak it back unto him. He says, yes, that is my word. And even if you don't know what it is you need, you turn the door and you say, what? I swear this is what I needed. And I didn't know. It happened just on my door. It didn't happen just on your door. You are asking our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. And as you declared hallowed is his name, his heart started beating with joy. Yay, my name is being hallowed in my daughter, in my son. I know he needs this. He pushes it, his angel, take it across. To her house. And there it arrives. In the name of Jesus Christ. Who are you listening to? 
What is the focus of your conversations? Is it the word that the Lord has spoken? Speak it until people get bored of you. Many people have been bored of me. Because sometimes when they come to me, I say, all that I'm talking about is the word of God. Ah, ah, leave him alone. All that he knows is to talk about the word of God. Don't bother with him. Forget about him. He knows nothing else. You know what? You, you good riddance. Praise the Lord. Speak, speak that word over and over. You know what he said? This year is your restoration. I'm looking down the corner. I know my restoration is coming in Jesus' name. I've had enough of that restoration. Another voice will tell you. Stop talking about it. Yeah, he said. So what? Leave it at that. We will know. Let us talk about something else. No, 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 no. It is the year of restoration. Something good is going to happen in the name of Jesus Christ. What occupies your thought life? Those questions you can answer yourself. What are you listening to? What is the focus of your conversations? Is it complaining? Is it murmuring? Is it sorrow? Is it grief? What is it? He says this word shall remain. What I have spoken shall remain on your lips. Meditate on it. He is telling you, forget about anything that is happening in the world. It is temporary. It is passing away. Don't waste your time homing on that. Oh, you know it is hurting. I've got to think about it. No. Go back to his word. He says, in my presence is fullness of joy. At my right hand are pleasures forevermore. And so when I go meditating on my own problems outside there, I've stepped out of his presence because those don't exist in his presence. May the Lord help us. Now, when he was speaking to King Saul, he spoke to King Saul and King David at one time. That is in 1 Samuel chapter 13 and verse 10 to 14. Samuel, Saul was to go for battle at some point. But as he was planning to go for battle, he was afraid he was supposed to do some sacrifice. But the requirement was that only the prophet is the one who is to offer that sacrifice. And Samuel delayed. So a voice came to his soul. After all, it is just a sacrifice. You can go and offer it. Why wait for the appointed servant of God to come and offer it? You can do it yourself. After all, I am anointed king. He went ahead and he did it, which was contrary to what God had already put in place. That only one man he wanted to offer that particular sacrifice, not any other. Be careful the voice you listen to and the instructions that you receive, my brother and my sister. Listen to what it says after Saul had done that. This is what happens. In 1 Samuel chapter 13, verse 10 up to 14. Just as he finished making the offering, that is Saul finished making the offering, Samuel arrived. And Saul went out to greet him. What have you done? Asked Samuel. Saul replied, when I saw that the man was scattering and that 
you did not come at the set time. And that the Philistines were assembling at Michmash. I thought, a voice came, I thought, now the Philistines will come down against me at Gilgal and I have not sought the Lord's favor. So I felt compelled to offer the burnt offering. Listen to verse 13. Samuel says, You have done a foolish thing, said Samuel. You have not kept the command of the Lord your God, that the command that the Lord your God gave you. If you had, he would have established your kingdom over Israel for all time. But now your kingdom will not endure. The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart and appointed him ruler of his people because you have not kept the Lord's command. In other words, the Lord has taken the kingdom out of your hand because you have not listened. To his voice, you listen to another voice that told you, go ahead and offer the sacrifice. Saul lost the kingdom because of who he listened to. I repeat again. Saul lost the kingdom because of who he listened to. Think about it. He's told you would have had an enduring kingdom forever. Meaning... The Christ might as well have been born from Saul's lineage. But because he failed to listen, the Bible says another man was found. Later, Saul lost his life and also he lost the war because of who he listened to. Who are you listening to? I repeat again. Who are you listening to? Not only that. All his sons. Except one grandson. All of God. Of, 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 of Saul's son. I think there were about 70 or so of them. Except one grandson. Perished. Because of who? Saul listened to. Did you hear me? All his lineage. They died and perished. Because of who? Saul listened to. I ask you the question again that came to me. Who are you listening to? David gained a kingdom. Because of who he listened to. Praise God. Go look at the book of Psalms. The guy was listening to the spirit of God. And he came up with all forms of praise and prayers and thanksgiving unto the Lord. Simply because he continued to listening. And later, the promise was upgraded. He was not only given the kingdom of Saul. It was upgraded to an everlasting kingdom. Because of who David listened to. Hallelujah. I hope you are listening to me. It doesn't matter 
the circumstances around us, the wind that is blowing around us, the setbacks, the fires that are burning all around about us, the floods that we are experiencing in life, the storms, the sicknesses and the pain, the sorrow, the grief, the heartbreak and the disappointments. In all these situations and circumstances, God is asking, who are you listening? Or the question that is coming is, are you listening at all? What are you hearing if you are listening? Are you listening? And what are you hearing? Can you still hear his voice, the father asks. Can you make out what he is saying? My sheep hear my voice and they follow me, says the Lord. And I give unto them eternal life. What informs your choices? Or what is the basis of your choices? What voice informs your choices? What are you listening to? What choice, you know, what voice? Or what, in, what is it that informs your decisions and the principles that govern your life? Some of us, our lives are based on rumors or on the latest gossip. We move on the basis of what is coming from the grapevine. May the Lord have mercy on each one of us. Every day it is, what are they saying about me? What is he thinking about me? What do they think about my dress? My hairstyle? What do they think about my makeup? What do they think about my car? You know, what, what, about, what do they think about my house or where I stay? Hear what is written as we draw towards the end. In Jeremiah 17, 5 to 6. This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man. Who draws strength from mere, mere flesh. And whose heart turns away from the Lord. What are they thinking about me? What are they saying about me? What do they say about my children? What do they say about my house? What do they think about my qualifications? What do they think about my car? What do they think about my race? What do they think of where I come from? Hear what the Lord says. Jeremiah 17, 5 and 6. This is what the Lord says. Cast is the one who trusts in man. Who draws strength from mere flesh. And whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person, listen, that person will be like a bush in the wastelands. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the patched places of the desert. In a salt land where no one lives. My brother, my sister, who are you listening to? Who you listen to? Is the one you trust. That's what the Lord is say, telling us there. The one you listen to is an indication of the one you trust. And the one you trust determines whether you will be blessed or you will be cursed. That's what that scripture is telling us. And I pray that uh, have you spoke to Joshua. 
Let these words be on your lips. Meditate on them day and night. Listen, keep on listening, keep on hearing. It is not you who is speaking as you speak that particular word. I remember Psalms 31 where, the, where you know, the David cries out and he says, In you, O oh Lord, I put my trust. He says, Deliver me in your righteousness. That's what he tells the Father. Be a rock or be my rock of refuge and a fortress of defense to save me. That's what he cries unto the Lord as he speaks unto, as he, he declares, he pours his heart out unto the Lord. I think it is in verse 4 that play where he says, Pull me out of the net which they have secretly laid up for me, for you are my strength. Then he says, I think in verse 5, Into your hands I commit my spirit, for you have redeemed me, O God of truth. He holds on to the word of God and he does not care whether his feet has been caught in the net. He will proclaim the promise of the Father continually. As he says, I think it is in verse 3 where he says, You are my fortress and you are, you are my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for your name's sake, lead me and guide me. No wonder God says of him, I found in David a man after my own heart. What was he saying? I found a man who listened to me. A man after my own heart. I found a woman who will listen to me. I found a young man who will listen to me. I found a family which will listen to me. Is that you? Is that me? And finally, let us hear what Joshua gives us as he gives us the final counsel. The final advice. Joshua chapter 24 verse 15. He's come to the end of the road. He's finished what the tasks that he had to accomplish in doing what God had called him to do. Then he says in Joshua 24 verse 15, And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now dwell, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You can paraphrase it. And if it seems evil to you to listen to the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will listen to. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell now. But as for me and my house, says the servant of God, we will listen to the Lord. Praise God. Turn to your neighbor again and ask him, who are you listening to? <laughs> Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, 